0: Hello and welcome to the Lifehouse Church Beloved podcast. My name is Lena Hobson and I'm here with Carol and Stacey Thomas. How are you going, ladies? Good morning, You guys can't see it, but it's just really funny for us. When we started this podcast series, Stacey was just pregnant or not even no, pregnant. It wasn't, it wasn't. And now she's like <laughs> three or four weeks away from popping out a new little life, and it's just hilarious for us how long we've been doing this. <laughs>
1: Oh, Oh, good times.
0: (laughs) All right, so we're continuing on with our series on Proverbs. And last time we spoke a bit about, um, you know, we talked about the power of words and uh, the limitations of words and, and how a wise person uses their words. So they shouldn't be argumentative or contentious. And we're going to keep on talking about that. And we're talking about not being a slanderer. So a wise person shouldn't be a revealer of secrets. Um proverbs 11 You're rustling your rustling of paper it gives me great confidence that we're all we on not. the same page <laughs> i'm looking for notes that aren't there it's like what am i gonna write on i've got nothing written there oh that's okay I'll you sh- I'll saying. Saying. <laughs> all right so proverbs 11 verse 13 says a gossip betrays a confidence but a trustworthy person keeps a secret and proverbs twenty verse nineteen says, "A gossip betrays a confidence, so avoid anyone who talks too much, so be a trustworthy person and keep the confidences that you're told yeah.
2: you know we were talking in the last podcast about um, I was talking about how the enemy can get." more subtle with his attacks and his condemnation on you where he uses scriptures, now scripture like that I would read and just focus on avoiding anyone who talks too much I talk too much, (laughs) (laughs) that's a real (laughs) lie that's been put into me, you know what I mean, and and I I sort of always think that that's how everybody perceives me as well, that I'm someone who talks too much, and so I'll often try and, you know, and it's like no, I don't talk too much, I talk a lot, but it's not too much Um, but what I like about that scripture as well that as much as you know we need to behave like the wise trustworthy person and and be careful that we are not gossip gossiping we also need to be discerning on who we open ourselves to as well mm-hmm. and avoid some you know so as much as we've got to avoid behaving like this ourselves, we've also got to be careful that we are not entertaining people or having people in our lives that do that and allowing that
0: yep yep definitely um <clears throat> Yeah, because I'm a bit of an honest person, so I find... A bit honest? <laughs> I want you to be fully honest. <laughs> you. Um, yeah, that's something, like, I always have to be careful, like, because like, I feel like, oh, my, maybe I'm lying if I'm not telling... No, it's having wisdom. You don't, mm-hmm. don't just go blurt out your deepest secrets to, to everyone. <laughs> um, Try that. <laughs> it pick, 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 your, pick your battles, pick your moments, and uh, pick have some wisdom about who you're going to actually share things with. Um, hmm. And that comes out of
2: experience as well, though, you know, like that you yeah. know these things that so, yeah. you've learnt
0: maybe, you know. So. Well, you trusted people in and the that, past yeah, with you've the, you've all your deepest secrets. Yeah. They've then walked away and they're
1: walking around with all your deepest secrets. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> mm, great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that's the difference between a friend and a true friend. Mm. Mm. Like you might have a bunch of friends but you don't necessarily go along and you tell them all this deep stuff about yourself because, you know, you haven't, that relationship is just not there yet. So you, and you have a few select people around you that you really give it all over to them because you know you can trust them.
2: And, And, you know, it's about trusting them, as you've said, Stacey, but it's also about some people can't handle it. Yeah. Like I find that in ministry, like if we had people that want to maybe come alongside us or whatever, they're not always ready to handle mm. certain things, and you know you don't need to be telling them or whatever, or they just can't they just can't handle it and don't know what to do with it, and so yeah, being very discerning,
0: yeah
2: about who you are yeah and and it's also as well, and when I talk about people not handling that, I guess I'm probably referring to. People are at different stages in their walk and in their maturity, um, you know, and if you're a poor, you're not going to be necessarily, you know, I, I will open myself to people and you know, you know, I'm really open even, you know, with our girls and everything. I'll often use a lot of my own mistakes or things that I've learnt, you know, to teach them. Yeah. Um, but sometimes people can't handle, so if you're a poor, you may not necessarily be revealing a lot of stuff to someone who's you know timothy or whatever yeah. you may be to the extent of where you're trying to teach them certain points but they don't need to be
0: knowing everything you know yeah yeah it's people sort of if you're telling a story about your past struggles they might take that as something you deal with now and they can just get that familiarity with you yeah. and begin to look down and not respect what yeah. you say because oh they're just they're dealing with just the same, same stuff but it's same. no i'm using yeah. my past yes. struggles to teach you yeah. now in your current situation
2: and i mean i've often i'll often talk about it as if it's not nah, just because i'm trying to encourage or teach or help but i know that that's been thrown in my face before yeah. like oh carolyn's not got it together or she's she, not where you think and, and i'm not coming from a point of, oh, you have to think I've got it together, I think it's healthy, I like my girls to to know as well, that because, you know, I had coffee with someone the other week and was talking about something I'm dealing with now, and she's like, oh, it's so good to hear, because, you know, that you still struggle with things that, you know, and, and, and so I like to do that as well, to have that level of openness, but there's certain people in certain stages, some stuff they can't handle, so you've got to be discerning as well, in yeah. what you give <clears> them.
1: <throat> and I think that's... Um yeah, that's something that you've had to kind of come to terms with, that whether you, you know, teaching us girls, and yes, we are small, there's a small bunch of us, so it probably makes it easier. I know in a previous thing that um, we've had with, um, with our church and dealing with, not dealing with, um, you know, something that we've, a teaching that we've done with another church, there's been um, a pastor that's, or, or a pastor's wife, um and that's kind of what a lot of people just know her as a pastor's wife and she struggled to give up those details because well she wanted to, but it was kind of like she didn't want people to to think of her differently or they 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 couldn't they didn't respond as well when she was giving up those details. They kind of were a bit shocked with her explaining that she has all these issues and it was hard for her and you know Even from, you know, I I was seeing it and I was trying to encourage her to say, look, this is great, you know, this is what they need to hear. But, yeah, you see that. conscious of
0: what you can and can't say. Yeah,
1: she's put in a situation where she doesn't really want to... uh, She feels like she can't tell people... This stuff because you know they're going to look down on her because she has struggles, yeah. yeah.
0: And what immature people will use it against you, oh, well, they do, yeah, yeah. And, and you know, as I said
2: as well, that whole thing about you know, um, a gossip betrays a confidence, a trustworthy person keeps a secret, and as I said, that avoid anyone who talks too much. And you now I've had that coming at me as condemnation, but I do know the balance. And I mean, in, in ministry, we have to keep a lot of things confidential, <laughs> and I know that I do do that. And even for my family, even for Stacey and for my son, like they will hear a lot of stuff as well. Being in the family, that you know, and I, and I know my sons had to grow up as well with all our years in the church, where you know, you just don't talk art of the house of stuff that may have been brought up or discussed. And <coughs> <even>, you know, <coughs> Stacey will have that as well with being in the family, and there's certain things that we'll discuss, and yeah, so mm. so it's good that he chose a trustworthy wife as well that fits well in the family. <laughs> and not,
0: <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. there's one thing I've had to learn about that is that um bouncing off ideas and talking about you know private things with my husband about other people is not that I'm gossiping yes. or criticizing them yes. it's that wisdom and make we're safeguarding our marriage by making sure there's no secrets yeah. and we're also it's just wisdom and bouncing things off each other in the best path um it's two people coming together in agreement about the direction god wants us to go is much better than one person going all right i'm going to do this yep. Um, yeah. And in leadership as well, that's really important to have that straight in your
2: head Mm-mm. because David and I as well have to discuss the congregation and, and where people are at and you know it's part of knowing the condition of your flock. Yeah. And knowing where people <laughs> are at and okay, this issues here and right we, we recognise and you know, with me as well, I, I um, can diagnose problems often in people and people and that diagnosis will come just from things that they're saying or how they're behaving. And we talk about that, and I'll bring today with all those stuff that, and you know, the diagnostic often sounds negative, or, and I, you know, I feel like I'm being negative just picking up the things, but that's one of the giftings God's given me. I can pick up these problems, but because it's diagnostic, I mean, you go to the doctor, he's going to tell you, if he's diagnosing, he's going to say, What's wrong? If you took your car to a mechanic Mm -hmm. and they're diagnosing, they're telling you what's wrong with it. And so we have to discuss that, and then David will come up and get the strategies or whatever how we're going to handle it. So we often will be, or lots of time, you know, we're talking daily about people that are under our care because that's part of knowing the condition of your sheep and how you know, and, and being aware of what's going on in people's lives so that we can help them and we can guard them and whatever. And and as you say, Lena, it's not that in that case it's not being slandering; it's the way we do it. Yeah. You know, you can be yes, tearing down negative, but we often are like, no, we have to talk about this. and
0: yeah. yeah. Yeah, I like it. All right, so also not spreading gossip. So you look at Proverbs 26, verse 20 to 22. Without wood, a fire goes out. Without a gossip, a quarrel dies down. As charcoal to embers and as wood to fire, so is a quarrelsome person for kindling strife. The words of a gossip are like choice morsels. They go down to the inmost parts. So if you look at this scripture, it's really clear that gossip is what keeps conflicts alive. Um, You know, it says it's a tasty morsel. People always want more. Um, And that gossip is what keeps the conflict and quarrels alive. Um, You know, it's kindling for the fire. Um, Like that's what you have to be aware of is that when you're... You're building up a fire. You're building up conflict between. You're bringing break in relationship by choosing to sit in gossip, to listen to gossip, and to spread gossip.
2: And that's like that part as well. Like you say, um, you know, it's a choice, a choice morsel, because gossip is generally enjoyable. Hmm. We get to know something about someone that someone else doesn't know, and you got the scoop, and you feel important, like telling people, you know, that you heard it first or whatever about that
0: sense of importance. Yeah,
2: and but that what it says that it goes down to the inmost parts. I mean, it's getting digested right into your heart and into your life, and as you say, it's going to carry on and on.
0: And it doesn't even just because it's gossip; like it doesn't mean it's true. It's Mm -hmm. the person just absorbing that and taking that in? Doesn't mean it's true. Uh, this person said this and this about you. Yeah. That's what you always say, Carolyn, about how that's going to bring a break in a relationship yep. um, if you're trusting in what they're saying. Yep, and, and it's
2: going to plant seeds of doubt yeah. about that person and the other person's mind and it may not be true, as you say.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, yeah.
0: I think that's been one of the things that most frustrates me the most in, in discipline processes that don't go well when people run off to another church and spread all this gossip. Yeah. That no one ever comes back. And, and asks. And ask you. Yeah they just take on the lie and the accusation and they you know they believe and they just stop speaking to you or whatever it is all based on just gossip that they haven't followed the biblical procedure of coming and speaking to you and and i
2: mean that's been our biggest strength in discipline as a You know is that we have always um, made sure that we've been open and transparent with although a lot of it hasn't gone well people have left like you say and run away but in terms of um, our council and 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 dealing with the issue we have been totally transparent and everyone has been on board and known everything and even after people have run away we've still always said that all you know the materials or whatever are available for anyone that wants to come yeah and we've even had a situation like that before where someone had been told by someone, you know, friends or someone that had ran away, like, and you don't go and ask them if you can read that stuff because it's not for you to, you know. So already caution them, don't even go and ask to read it because we've actually said come and read it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so we've been transparent, but they like to and there's a scripture somewhere as well as talks about you know it will be your gossip or whatever will be trying to conceal a matter and and that's been our biggest thing is let's bring it out into the open.
0: Yeah, and anyone yeah.
2: that wants to come, we've made that offer. Anyone who wants to come mm-hmm. and sit down with us and talk about it, and whatever. As you say, most people do not follow the biblical procedure, and then the problem is they take offense against yeah. you on behalf of the other person, which is dangerous for them. Yeah. Whereas mm-hmm. if they came and actually talked. Yeah. They'd... And, you know, it's a fool, isn't it, that we just listen to one side anyway and make up You're your mind up. without actually saying, well, let me at least listen to the other side. Yes, then you might still... Make up your mind the other, the wrong way.
0: But (laughs) at least you've done the courtesy of listening to both sides. It's the injustice that robs me. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You you can still disagree with me, but at least listen listen to my side. Don't just we're no longer friends. How about this
2: one? That there's a lot of people out there that hate us and they don't even know us (laughs) because they've just gone on whatever. And it's like you have not even ever spoken to me know what your name you is. might not How even you? <laughs> yeah you might not even recognize me in the street but yet you've got all this animosity towards me and you just don't know you've never spoken to me in your life
1: mm. yeah well the de- devil used gossip like a wildfire and it allows those people yeah. that are that are weak in the spirit to come back and attack those who are quite yeah, strong yeah. In, in their biblical knowledge and stuff, don't well, that's they?
2: that's why we have to say they are our fertiliser. They do help us
0: grow, so thank you. <laughs> Not that my enemies would be listening to this, but thank <laughs> you. They regularly tune in. <laughs> <laughs> they regularly tune in. Um, This is the thing about a gossip. If they will gossip to you, they will gossip about you. That is just the standard rule. So if you're sitting there going, oh, they tell me all all these secrets and da-da-da, we're such good friends, so hang on. If if they feel comfortable to gossip to you, they're certainly going to feel comfortable gossiping about you. And it's not to feel flattered that they're telling you all
2: this, and I think as well we often (laughs) don't realise that... um, having someone gossip to you and just keeping quiet even if you think well I'm not I'm not gossiping partaking. back I'm not partaking it's not enough to keep quiet you actually have to stop it
0: yeah well what does it say about
2: you if someone's comfortable to gossip to yeah. you? yeah exactly you need to say stop it um this has actually gone into gossip um
0: yeah and I I often find that like, you only ever have to say it once yeah and it will never I, happen again yeah, exactly because I don't like being corrected yeah
2: and i mean again i'm not talking about you know, there might be a situation where you have a friend and it's really a problem and you may need to discuss it with another friend because you're trying to help or intervene or something. I'm not talking about that again and you'll know when you're gossiping and just tearing yeah. down and what when is it's like. If it's just yeah. I'm tearing yeah.
0: down and I'm feeling yeah. good.
2: Yeah. But if it's something you need to
0: talk about to try and help her or whatever, it's different, eh? Hey? Yeah, definitely. All right. Wise person's words are calm, not emotional, so they're rational. This is something that I'm really focusing on at the moment. Just even when my emotions are up, just being able to stop, slow down, and be rational. Um, I think that's really val- valuable. I mean, especially in in leadership, um, or when you know I find at work if I'm speaking to people with a lot of influence, what I want to say is want to be coming from a rational place, not rash words. Yeah. Yeah. So, when you also practically you
2: can actually go into the bathroom and stuff a towel. uh, (laughs) It's so frustrating. Uh, I'm going to speak very calmly and rationally. I've done that before one Christmas when we had the whole family there and I'd given a certain instruction and it was directly contravened. (laughs) I had to go into the bathroom and just like.
1: So Proverbs 17, 27 says the one who has knowledge uses words with restraint and whoever has understanding is even tempered. So your choice of words matter. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it goes back to, um, what we were saying in a previous podcast. Um, you know, it about using you know selecting your your words and a wise person you you know they don't just go and blab everything out Mm -hmm. they um they're very cautious about what they select and you know you don't just go and willy-nilly say everything that's on top of your head um and i was looking at um the definition of rational and there were several different meanings and it's so, it's rational, logical, coherent, intelligent and wise. So a wise person is rational, which technically means wise once mm. again. So, you know, they're, they're, they're being wise over their choice of words.
0: And
2: mm. Proverbs fifteen twenty eight says, The heart of the righteous weighs its answers, mm-hmm. but the mouth of the wicked gushes the evil. I like that, ways it's on. So that gives you that connotation of really thinking before you speak. Yeah. Getting the facts, not jumping to conclusions. I mean, that's something I suffer from. I'll often, especially with David, he can be telling me something, and I'll jump to a conclusion and interrupt and (gasps) before I have all the facts, and then afterwards it's like, oh on it yeah, did no, have to yeah. so yeah. it's really weighing what you're
1: going to say and thinking about it before it just like you, you said not it just up. blurting it out yeah yeah and people don't really pay attention to that like if you just blab everything out at once yeah people yeah. don't really They're like oh whatever you know they're just <laughs> yes
2: and, and you know as well another thing that's just coming to me i'm thinking about as we're talking about this like not having that emotion attached where you're just going off Often at school, um, you know, we have certain, there's a percentage of really high behavior kids that really arc up. And, um, you know, the way I've been brought up and how I was at school and as a teacher, like years ago, it would be like, you will listen to me and you won't back chat and whatever. And just really like it's my will, you know, and and just not letting things go. And, you know, and, and you do have to have a measure of that. And with most kids, you can do that. But some of these kids that really have anger issues or emotional issues that really get fired up that you, you've got to... And, and I think I see sometimes it's hard for certain teachers maybe who've been teaching 30, 40 years to sort of feel like they're backing down there. But I'm learning that there's actually often you can actually escalate those kids and it's all about this, this wisdom of not arguing and whatever. And it's not that you're backing down, but you need to sometimes actually... Just tell the kid, this is the consequence, but you stay unemotional, you stay calm, or they not get drawn into those arguments and those emotional mm. things because it actually escalates them and you don't actually get anywhere. Yeah. And, and so learning that it's actually sometimes wisdom to back off, you'll still deal with it later when the kid has calmed down, but it's not, um, you know, that, oh, I'm backing down as a teacher now or whatever, and, and they get in their way. It's just sometimes, you know what? It's wise to actually just let them cool down and come back to that later.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I find a lot at work because you end up dealing with, um, in certain projects, like from the outside, a lot of people who are very good, they're paid well to put on a lot of pressure, and that's why they get paid well. Um, And they can be quite bullyish. You know they they're bullies in reality. Yeah. Um, they just do a professional job of it. Yeah. And um, you know I just I find it just really frustrating because you get the emotion up and the injustice of it, and you've been working hard, and they're just blah blah blah. Um, and it's been just a big learning curve for me in the last month, few months at work, just how to be um, just speak calmly and directly, and know this is da 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 da. And deal with it. Like we've had on um, one particular person who I give instructions, and in there's like they're willfully ignoring everything I'm telling them to do, even though I'm trying to help them. Um, and we had a meeting, and like I was just had to pray beforehand and bind everything down, and just like sit through. This is exactly what I'm going to say. And just I walked into the meeting, and went but 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 sorry. And it was one of those meetings where I, I'm qu- in the back of mine expecting it could get quite heated. But just to be able to like calmly walk in there and da 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 da, and then it was done. Whole meeting was over. Everyone walked out. And you know, like that's been a big learning curve for me at work, and I know that's a really valuable lesson in, in leadership and how to actually do that. Um, yeah, it's something I struggle with because of just all my emotions get in the way. Yeah, yeah and I want to just react and it's, yeah.
2: And even there, like you say, it's such a great lesson. Such a great lesson for ministry leadership because, um, and even for things like deliverance where people try and draw you in and, and you know your emotions get heartened and you know if someone's manifesting and whatever like it's easy to get and it's just keeping that calm no in Jesus name and the word says this and the word says that and you know not getting drawn into an argument or a discussion even with the demon you know like some people get drawn into that and it's like yeah. no keep quiet in Jesus name but you know so even there it comes in just that rash rational you know yeah. Not emotional, just bomb. Yeah, and that's it. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I've been working on that a lot lately,
2: <laughs> which tells you something's <laughs> coming.
0: <laughs> oh no! <laughs> um, but you yeah, work on it for a reason. You're gonna need it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be like that. Um, so a wise person, you know, they are self-controlled, so they're not carried away by every wind of emotion. But they measure their words carefully, um, and they think of the impact of what they're gonna say yes. and say the best words for the situation. So that's wisdom yeah. there. All right, um, a wise person, the words are gentle and peaceful.
1: Um, so Proverbs 15, uh, 1, and then um, verse 18. So a gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. And then 18 says, um, a hot-tempered person stirs up conflict, but the one who is patient calms the quarrel. So, you know, obviously in both instances, it's, you know, someone coming to speak to you kindly will kind of instantly stop that anger that, that, you know, they'll, they're ready to just open up on you, aren't they? And you just come in <laughs> with that nice, gentle, calm voice. It
2: takes the wind out
1: of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. If they're, they're all, you know, hot tempered and then you, they're like, oh, Oh, okay. Because they're looking for fight, and you
2: don't give it, and it's like,
1: yeah, you just give them a nice, polite answer, and they just want to turn away. (laughs) And sometimes it stirs them up even more because they're being, (laughs) they really wanted to fight with you, but you know.
2: But that's a strategy as well that the Lord gave us for dealing with people. It's just that opposite spirit. Yeah, You you just come with that opposite spirit, and it just diffuses.
1: This situation yeah. yeah
2: and and there's also scripture somewhere in Proverbs that says it talks about a gentle word or something to that effect maybe okay, yeah. like that breaks a bone like so it's not and, and that just shows how effective and powerful that gentle word can be it can actually you know sort out something that yeah, doesn't need force how, um, yeah yeah um, and, and, uh, and you know we've talked to, uh, I think in the last podcast a lot About how important this kind of thing is To apply when you're going to be heading into A potential argument with a spouse or whoever um, And as I said before About you might actually be being wise And applying the scripture um, Instead of thinking it as Oh I'm giving in or why do I always have to be the one To back down Maybe you're actually doing this
1: gentle answer Turns away while you're being wise with it And just yeah. And yeah. Sometimes it doesn't always feel like it like yeah. Sometimes you want to yeah. Step up and <laughs> yeah. be angry Right back at them But and, that's and, not being wise yeah. And it? you
2: want to be that because that is our flesh nature And that's then what, what you step into Indulging the flesh or yeah. walking In the spirit and often you don't Feel like walking in the spirit and yeah. doing the opposite Especially like not in saying. the heated moment Yeah and and that takes a lot of Self control and
0: discipline to do that Instead mm-hmm. of just jumping in hey? Yeah. yeah. All right, persuasive words are persuasive. So Proverbs 25, verse 15 by patience and a calm spirit, a ruler may be persuaded, and a soft and gentle tongue breaks the bone of resistance. (laughs) Was that the
2: (laughs) and yeah, this translation here, which would be, anyway, a gentle tongue can break a bone, yeah, which is the same as what you're saying, yeah,
0: yeah. So the scripture is talking about if we're you can persuade um, those we're speaking to and actually break so it's that bone. It's that resistance or opposition. Um, so if we're wise with our words, we'll actually be able to break down resistance and opposition. Yeah. And you look at that contrast there, sorry, Sto, mm-hmm. so That Gentle tongue. Your tongue
2: is a soft, pliable, right? Mm-hmm. It can move so we can speak. And contrast that with bone, which is the hardest part of the body, hey? So that softest thing can break that. And, and so instead of those harsh words that are Adding to the flames and to the arguments Those words that come from a sanctified tongue A tongue that's under control of the Holy Spirit They're spoken in love They're more able to convict and bring healing and peace mm. And that's what that breaking is so, so really keeping a check on our own fleshly and carnal impulses Will
1: achieve far more than, you know mm. yep. There's a... Um there's kind of two different sides to being persuasive mm-hmm. as well and that's where we have to be careful. We can be persuasive through like a gentle reasoning or we can be persuasive through temptation.
2: And manipulation. And manipulation, yeah. yeah. So yeah.
1: you gotta you know, you gotta be careful which one you're using yeah, yeah. as well. Um and I think with like being persuasive within like an argument, there's a real knack to kind of outline a really strongly worded argument yeah you know you can't just like rattle off what's on top of your head because you know as i I do it when i'm speaking on the podcast (laughs) it kind of (laughs) comes out really disjointed (laughs) it's like oh what am i saying (laughs) um but you know and i i always feel like if i'm going going into an argument if i'm having an argument with my husband he just seems to be able to phrase it the right way, <laughs> and he knows he knows how to debate, and he knows how to do it, and that's and I think years gone by, you know, um, my husband and you know my my brother-in-law or my sister, they always love having a good old debate (laughs) and I just family debate it's it's always like something we used to do I don't know why we don't do it anymore but (laughs) we still do sometimes um we sit around the dining table and we sit and just like rattle off some random debate about nothing it's like nonsensical (laughs) it doesn't even matter it's just because I think they don't do anymore because i got two kids So I was probably in the days pre Yeah, that's true, that's true. Um, but And I'm always like, oh, I don't, I don't understand why you want to debate. He's like, join in, it's fun. And I'm like, I can't do it because I can't, I can't outline a strongly worded argument. I don't, I can't bring that persuasion to the mix and like my words get all mixed up and, you know, there's that a. Some people just know how to do it, don't they?
2: <laughs> well, that's again. That some people just be gifted, and they got to watch they use it in the right way. <laughs> yeah.
0: the wrong way. Yeah. Your husband has a great gift. <laughs> <laughs> With great power comes great responsibility. Yeah. <laughs> that
1: mouth. That oh way? no. <laughs> no, no. It's like,
0: oh. All right. The words are apt, not untimely. So Proverbs fifteen, verse twenty three. A person finds joy in giving an apt reply. And how good is a timely word? So a wise person, they're going to wait to speak at the right time. Because a word given at the right time will be treasured. Um, even when we can come in with the right word, if we speak it at the wrong time, it can often be unappreciated and unheeded. Yeah,
2: and that's it. I mean, it takes wisdom to get that right as well, you know, and, um, Because, as you said, like an apt reply is going to be suitable to the situation and it's going to encourage and exhort. But as you said, Lena, really important it's the right word at the right time because it can be the right word, but the timing's all wrong. And, you know, we talked a lot about when you deliver it, you know, it may not come across as encouragement and exhortation. And and so it's just so people can say the right things, but they totally say it at the wrong time. In Isaiah 50, verse 4, the Sovereign Lord has given me a well-instructed tongue to know the word that sustains the weary. So just how so important. Those apt words are and how healing they can be, but it's just the right
0: tongue. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, if there's something that I need Ben to do for me, it's not the best timing to, like, he walks through the door after an exhausting day at work, go, dah, dah, dah. It's like, it's, you know, those, like, simple things, and that's not even... Like something important, but yeah, you just gotta just wait for the wait right time. At least two minutes until
1: he's taking his <laughs> shoes off or something. <laughs> like Goodness. I bombard David in the because
2: it's like oh, I've had this me for hours and I wake up and he's like I'm like, You're not talking, we're not saying what do you think? It's like just let me open my arm like he can't even and he just cannot actually
1: take it and I like uh. so the good thing about um myself and my husband in the morning like we both take a little bit of time to actually want to talk to each other so it but i was like
2: that like, you know i would not talk like my sister used to get so angry she would talk to me and i literally would not answer her i was worse than you guys i would take like an hour or whatever to like and i just couldn't talk like i could but i just chose to like just don't talk to me
1: i think i had um I had my friend Olivia staying at my house a couple of years ago. She, uh, what was it? Yeah, like a year or two ago. And um, she stayed with me for a few months. And we both just had this agreement that, like, <laughs> we didn't say anything until <laughs> we had a first cup of coffee in the morning. Because <laughs> she didn't like talking first thing, and I didn't like talking first thing. So and it was, it was really... hard
2: for Stacey's fruit when they were staying with us when their house was getting built. <laughs> like, <laughs> Carolyn, <laughs> <And> she like... <laughs>
1: And talked, yeah,
2: she's not been sulking. Me,
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like you want to say good morning as like as soon as I step out the door, and I'm like, just give me, a, just let me, let me have my morning toilet, and then I'll <laughs> say good morning. Sometimes
2: you like good morning, <laughs> stays, <you're> like, oh. <laughs> oh, she doesn't answer, or then she got better. Like I did see, her. <laughs> she would answer me in the last few months, but I remember once, Callan, I wrote a little like um little skit thing just he just wrote I wish I don't know I think he must have done I don't know if he did it on his phone but I wish he'd kept it on paper it was so good he just was doing a, like a mock about me of just like in the morning you know like just that bombardment like <laughs> the 20 questions and just bomb on and then he's like oh, and thankfully like a you know an older slower version of me then stumbled out and so then it was turned on to him
1: <laughs> like, it, was, it was brilliant <laughs> I think I remember <laughs> that, wasn't <that>? it? <laughs> Something like that
0: was really good. <laughs> Alright, let's look at the source of a wise person's words. So, they come from his heart, his character. So, if we look at Proverbs 4, verse uh, 23. Above all else, guard your heart, for, fr- for everything you do flows from it. Stace, do you have the Matthew verse? I do. So, Matthew
1: 12, 33 to 35. Make a tree good and its fruit will be good Or make a tree bad and its fruit will be bad For a tree is recognised by its fruit You brood of vipers How can you who are evil say anything good For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of A good man brings good things out of the good stored up in him And an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in him What a good verse Yeah
2: (laughs) You know, I often will say to the girls, if you want to check your heart condition, your character, check what's coming out of your mouth. Mm. Those scriptures make it really clear. And if you're you know, honest enough to do that with yourself and you know, I'll go through times where I'm like feeling like oh, I've been really critical lately a <laughs> lot more and you <coughs> have to go and repent because then that's what's coming out of my heart mm. and, and that's a great way to check what your heart's full of. Or yeah, the, condition, the current
1: condition. Yeah, it reveals our true intent um, of, of our words. You know, we can lie and falsely claim things, but people are going to see through that facade because, you know, they know that your heart's not, not behind yeah, it. it'll
0: eventually come out, hey, yeah. it? slip, it'll slip yeah. up. Yeah. It basically comes down to if you're putting rubbish in, you're going to get rubbish out. Yeah, so, yeah. what you're filling up your heart, that's what's going to be coming out of your mouth. Yeah. All right. Um, source of his words, he is righteous. So Proverbs 10, verse 11 the mouth of the righteous is a fountain of life, but the mouth of the wicked conceals violence.
2: I love that fountain of life. I mean, it just speaks to being a source of life. Hey, so it's mm. giving wisdom. The words are bringing life, bringing encouragement, and not death.
0: Yeah. Um, so again, like if you're in the word, you go on your fellowship with God, mm-hmm. like choosing to live out a the word, then that overflow of your life is going to be good. But you know, if you're constantly, um, you know, criticizing and gossiping, and you're you're feeding yourself with the things of the world, what's going to come out of you is going to be that gossip, mm. that criticism. It's going to be those negative things. Um, yeah. So it's you know, you just have to. If what you want to put into your life is is what you're going to get out. So what you put into your heart is what you're going to see coming out of your mouth and in your actions.
2: That's why you've got to guard your heart, eh? Hey?
1: Yep.
2: Mm-hmm. And even Proverbs 13, 14 says the teaching of the wise is a fountain of life, turning a person from the snares of death. That's like really that turning a person. That's you know, to me speaks about where you give in the teaching of the wise, you're giving godly rebuke and correction where needed, mm-hmm. and that's actually a fountain of life. So people would do wise to heed that, mm-hmm. wouldn't they?
0: Yeah. Um and so you look at negatively, a person, a wise person, they're not proud and they're not hateful. So we've spoken about this before that God hates pride. Mm. Um, you know, it is the root of all sin, and that is us trying to live our life without God, yeah. trusting in ourselves and what we think rather than God. So go have a look at Proverbs 6, verse 16 to 19, and Proverbs 13, verse 10. Um, Again, you know, hateful um, Proverbs 26 24. He who hates disguises it with his lips, but he stores up deceit in his heart. So, that is like to me the worst thing a hateful person who hides behind the nice words, but in their yeah. hearts, they're, they, they're keeping that wrong they intend to do. It's almost like a Jezebel. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just keep it's, it's exactly, that. It's
2: exactly that charming, <clears throat> you know. Yeah, and, and there as well where they disguise themselves with their lips. They're just untrustworthy and they talk the talk. And this is like you're saying to Jezebel often in you know a Christian circles. So they can talk the talk, but they can't be trusted.
0: Yeah. Yep. And finally, um, the source of his words, so his companions. Um, so Proverbs 13 verse 20, Walk with the wise and become wise, for a companion of fools suffers harm. And Proverbs 27 verse 17, as iron sharpens iron so one person sharpens another again we can just see in scripture how important it is to choose good friends you know there's another verse bad company corrupts good character and that is true if you want to be a disciple of jesus christ a follower and imitator of christ then you need to surround yourself with like-minded people Um, And it's something that takes time, choosing those right people. You actually have to test them, test their fruit, see what's coming out of their mouth, what they're doing, what is their priorities. Mm. Don't just assume that the people you spend time with now are those people. Um, So you need to see what their actions show about their love for Christ. So take your time and pick well.
1: And make sure they're going to call you out when um, you need it and allow you to go on Christ as well. Mm. It's not just... The other way they need to be, um, catching you out in your sin too. Yeah,
0: and
2: and that's where that proverbs iron sharpening irons, talks about. Yep. Hey? Perfect. Yeah, perfect.
0: Alrighty, well that's all from us. Unless you've got any final
2: words? Just that scripture again, sin is not ended by multiplying words, but the prudent hold their tongues, or sin, where, where there are many words, sin is not absent. So we need to just, we've talked about a wise person being aware of the power of his words and choosing them carefully. And we are wise when we speak God's truth and God's word. And also just be careful what you're speaking about yourself as well. Yeah. Yeah. You know, negative things you speak over yourself because they do have power.
0: Yeah. 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 Alright, thanks girls um, If you'd like to get into contact with us You can go onto our website www.life-house.net um, We hope you enjoyed this podcast series We really encourage you to get into your word Into the word yourself um, And just, yeah, just ask Pray that God will just open those scriptures for you You can really get that understanding And you can be hearing and obeying the word of God And that's how you can grow into maturity We will catch you next time. Thank you.